What's up, everybody? Welcome to Like a Wrecking Ball podcast. I'm John. And I'm Kayla. Thanks for being our wrecking crew today. Cheers to you all. Thank you guys for listening. Um, so this is our first podcast, although it's yeah. not our first recorded podcast. No. You'll hear the other ones later. Yeah, yeah. so we wanted to get a few under our belts to kind of get a feel for it, but we decided that this topic would be fun, hopefully catch some attention, and entertain you guys at the very yeah. least and um we hope that you all if you're not driving are having a <laughs> beverage with us uh we are unofficially sponsored by red uh, red red, by red bull and red rolling bull rock too. <laughs> we love red bull um unofficially sponsored by rolling rock because that is uh, pretty much all i drink so yeah. if you know me if you know john that is you will find it everywhere <laughs> literally uh she's not lying um we will do a little segment later called sips and situations we'll yeah. talk a little bit about uh kayla's choice of beverage but um cheers to you all so cheers. all right so on to our topic so the other day john actually texted me and he was like hey podcast topic motivation is bullshit and i was like hell yeah okay i like that um so what sparked it like you were driving somewhere but what sparked that so I love motivational shit. Like I, I kind of, I, I eat it up. I, I enjoy it. Um, on my Audible right now is literally a book of, I think it's like the 15 most inspirational oh, yeah. uh, speeches of all time. Mm-hmm. David Goggins, Jocko Willink. You know, I love that stuff. But it, it kind of dawned on me. And, you know, a lot of these guys talk about it too, that, the motivation, the external motivation is bullshit. Like if you're mm-hmm. living your life and you need to, like if you're going to go to the gym and you need to read an inspirational quote, like you're fucked. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you just are. Like if that's, if you haven't figured out something deeper than that, like. You're, what are you doing it for? Exactly. Yeah. And so it just kind of was something that hit me that, you know, I love this stuff, but I also, I, I hate it. Mm-hmm. You know, you see people that, like I love seeing people post motivational quotes and stuff, but sometimes you see people that like post it so much that you're like, do you have any original thoughts? Like do you have yeah. anything beyond this? Do you have a why for yourself mm-hmm. that's deeper than your quote from somebody else? Yeah. Or they're just posting it and then you don't ever see them actually living it. That's what bothers me is the memes and the the quotes and the fancy pictures or even like coming from like a religious background, I hate Bible verses up in houses or Bible verses printed on fancy photos and, and shit like that. Like it just I'm like, OK, but like, what are you doing? Like, how are you living these things out? And if you're posting all this stuff on your Insta, your Facebook page, your Twitter, whatever it is, like, I want to see the actions then. Like, stop giving me the quotes. Like, let me see you go and do that. But, yeah, it's it can get a little obnoxious. <laughs> Trigger warning on this podcast. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I literally have a Bible verse tattooed on my arm. So. Okay, I do too. Okay, I have one on my leg, yes. <laughs> but... <laughs> So, um, so I think this is kind of like exactly where this is going, though, mm-hmm. is that it, you know, the the title motivation is bullshit. And that's, you know, obviously the title is hopefully it caught your eye. But I don't I think that I don't think motivation inherently in and of itself is bullshit. Yeah. I think that we were talking about this earlier. It's it's the why. Mm-hmm. It's the why behind you're looking for that motivation. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, something that, you know, I 
I really feed off of, and, and this came from Atomic Habits, so shout out to Atomic <laughs> Habits, is, you know, I use the analogy of, or he uses the analogy of the marathon runner. And if you haven't read the book, I'll, I'll give you the, the quick synopsis of it. Uh, this woman comes to him and says, hey, I want to run a marathon. And he's like, cool, that's that's a great goal, that's fine. But what what happens after that? <laughs> And she kind of looks at him dumbfounded, like, well, what do you mean? I, I ran a marathon. And he's like, yeah, but what about you has changed other than the fact that you can now say to your friends or post on Instagram, I ran a marathon. And she stares at him, you know, and I, I, I'm paraphrasing here, but the entire premise is that if you need the motivation of, of running a marathon, what what's what's behind that what's what's the why behind that mm, mm-hmm. you know we do strongman competition and you know we we work out all the time i'm sure you guys will hear about it i'm <laughs> sure a lot of you that are listening to this initially are people that we yeah. lift with yeah. and i think you know a great example of that is is lifting if yeah. you have to ha- if if we only join the gym to compete in a strongman competition like what's the point like what, what happens after that? So, you know, July 18th or July 20th, whenever our next competition is, we, we go there, we lift and we do however, mm-hmm. and then what? And we just go back to our regular life. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. cool. So we, we, we trained for a few months to do something and, yeah. and now we've changed nothing about ourselves. That, that's, that's pointless. It's. Mm-hmm. Not to say those things are bad. No. Those are what we said, what we kind of phrase as like milestones. They are mile markers or milestones in this journey. But you can't start something with just like that milestone in mind because it's not going to carry you through. Right. It's going to end there. And then what do you have left? You have a trophy. You have your name on a plaque. You have a few more followers on Instagram. But then like. What after that? You're just going to go back to your house, your unhealthy eating, your, you know, couch potato, TV shows, and Netflix right. and chilling, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. It's about identity change. And, you know, the, you know where this, some of this inspiration came from was Atomic Habits, like I said. And, you know, he talks about it in the book of it's identity change. If you want to run a marathon, become a runner. Mm-hmm. If you want to compete in strongman, become a strongman or strong woman. Mm-hmm. You know, we lift with some of the strongest people in the world, quite yeah. literally. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll admit it. I emulate them. You know, I see what they're doing. My weights are nowhere near theirs, but there's days where I'm like, wow, I, I see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm going to try to do it like them because oh, they're yeah. the best at it. Yeah. And so in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, yeah, cool. I have a competition coming up, but I want to be strong. Like I want to... I just want to get bigger, get stronger. Yeah. You know, it's not about just competing on a specific day. It's about change. It's about an identity change. It's a mm-hmm. lifestyle change yeah. in a lot of ways. Well, it's about creating healthy habits, which is why, like, going back to why motivation is bullshit, I think we both kind of see that because we. it's more about healthy habits and a lifestyle change, not just being motivated to achieve something or win something right you know or to get started lots of times people just use it to get started like oh i want to get skinny so i'm gonna go to gym right but then what 
you know, right. like what, what, what's your why though? That's got, there's gotta be more than that. It's not just about this thing or winning something or looking good. It's, you know, it's again, it's an identity change or, um, a habit change, you know, and creating those healthy habits, um, which is why, yeah, motivation is bullshit. It doesn't carry you through. <laughs> right. Now, like I said, I obviously like that stuff, but I think it's about how you use it. Right. Yeah. You know, we talked about a friend of ours who complains to you all the time about not having the motivation to go to the gym, but she complains all the time about, you know, not being healthy and, you know, not not, being fit. fit. Yeah. And honestly, I I will freely admit I I've been there, you know, I wasn't, I mean, I'm a tall skinny guy, but like I really hadn't ever, well, maybe when I was younger, but not, recently in the past 10 years really hadn't put the real effort in to changing my body or changing my lifestyle in a way that would produce the results that, that I would want. Yeah. And so it did take a little bit of motivation for me to start, Mm. but more than that, it took finding my why, what, what about, you know, it's not about just looking bigger or getting stronger. No, it's like, I, I want to live the life that, that I preach you know, as a, yeah. as a doctor, it's like, hey, I'm telling people all the time, hey, you need to get stronger, you need to work out, you need to be healthy, and I'm sitting over here and you know sitting on my butt drinking Rolling Rocks all day. You know, it's <laughs> like, you know, there's a there there had to be a shift for me, and I went, yeah, okay, you know, I'm I think yeah, I think like kind of going back to who we were talking about, the thing that frustrates me with just that mindset of like, oh, I want these things, I want these things, um, but I I don't have time you know, or like, I I can never get there. I have all these other things that pull me. And it's like, you know, if you actually want that thing, you're gonna find time to do it and you're gonna do it. So stop saying you want this thing or bitching about it or whining about it and just do it. And that's where like, you know, I get frustrated with like motivations because like, oh, they're gonna read all these things. They want all these things. It's like, okay, then do it. Like if you actually want it, you're gonna make the time for it. You know, and you gotta you gotta start somewhere and stop like whining about like what you don't have and what you want and how like oh I can get there I'm gonna get there but you never actually do and then when you're called out on it because I'm a person that's like calls people out <laughs> and I I I, I, I hold people accountable if they're gonna like say they want something to me I'm gonna be like okay like I'm gonna hold you accountable to that or I'm gonna check in. And then they come back with, like, all these excuses and try to be like, oh, well, this thing was more important or I needed to do this. I'm like, then don't whine (laughs) or don't say you want that because you want something else. Like, there's no shame in that. Like, if you have other priorities, but don't pretend to have these other priorities because they're a hot commodity right now or the popular thing if it's not what you want, you know? Yeah. That's a tangent, but. (laughs) I'm not really. I don't think that's a tangent at all. I think that's, that's dead on, you know the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, I will use a fairly motivational, you know, book, uh, Jocko Willink, you know, discipline mm-hmm. equals freedom. Mm-hmm. I use that quote all the time. And it's you know, the title of one of his books now. And I think that's something that really comes into play where you literally have to have the discipline to not have motivation. Cause some days there is no motivation. Like you wake up or, you know, you're sitting there and we've had on the weekends for like, damn, like, I just don't want to go to the gym right now. Like, I want to sit on the patio and drink beer all day and, you know, chill out, you know. But it's the discipline of, of choosing what 
we're going to do. Yeah. You know, and, and saying, no, we're, that's, that's not in line with our values right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you also touched on something that's really key with this is it, there's no shame in it, but everybody theoretically, and you know, obviously people's lives are different, but everybody has their priorities. And yeah. It's funny that I say priorities because I was just on a book club with a bunch of my friends and talking about the book <laughs> oh, Essentialism. Yeah. Yeah. And I was asked what my favorite part of that was. And one of the things that's in that book is we only pluralize the word priority in the last like 100 years. And it's kind of a silly thing when you think about pluralizing priorities mm-hmm. because it's kind of you know a conundrum of like, no, uh, priority by definition is what is the one thing that's most important to you? And then below that is your second priority, below that first one. We use priorities, and you know, you work in the corporate world. Yeah. I've seen your spreadsheets. You have multiple priorities <laughs> oh, yeah. from your boss. Your boss gives you five things and says, yeah. these are of equal importance, and you have a limited amount of time to do them. Mm-hmm. And there's no direction on on which one is the priority they're yeah. all equally yeah. prioritized i mean yeah in project management it's about these priorities these goals and how are you going to achieve them within this time frame like it is multiple things <laughs> <laughs> totally and I've, I've seen you balance that with grace and i think it's amazing because i don't i know i couldn't do it with the <laughs> grace that you do but you know i think for people listening we're probably triggering some people and Maybe pissing some people off already if they haven't turned us off yet, but it's okay. that's okay. We're but, about the unconventional, right? Yeah, normalizing the unconventional. But I think even deeper, it's like it's okay to be proud and confident in what you've prioritized in your life. Yes, yeah. But I think that if you're sitting here and you're hearing what we're saying, or if you're hearing other people say this, and whatever capacity you're hearing it or if you're even listening to yourself and reading the messages that you're sending you know using your your friend as an example that is saying oh i really really wish i could do these things okay well if that is truly what you want if that's truly something you want to make a priority what are you doing with your time that is preventing that mm-hmm. and i think that's something that is hard for people to accept yeah um you know i'll use myself again because i'll throw myself in the bus throughout this entire podcast but there have been years of my life where honestly sitting at home watching netflix and drinking rolling rock was subconsciously a priority over those other things yeah mm-hmm. and it took some pretty solid self-reflection to go hmm <laughs> i think that's a problem <laughs> like <laughs> Not inherently a problem, you know, but it's like, no, I'm making this priority all the time to the point that other things are not actually being prioritized. Yeah. And so that's where it took a little bit of motivation. So. Okay. So for you, mm-hmm. what, what kind of motivation then got you going? I mean, obviously, you know, reading a lot of books, mm-hmm. that was, that was a big one for me and and applying those books, I think that's a huge difference is I know people who read and read and read and read. And I think that's fantastic. And I love reading and I love listening to books, but I think you have to take the time to apply it, you know, yeah. journal down your, your thoughts, journal down your 
ideas and what really stuck out to you and apply it to your life. Yeah. Because if all you're doing is reading and reading and reading, are you ever living it? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so I think that that's something that mattered to me was, you know, I try to read a book and take a little time in between each book and go, okay, how can I change some habits in my life to adopt those things? Because I look at them and, you know, speaking of habits, it's like, or priorities, okay, wow, that's something I need to make a priority in my daily life. Let me go apply that before I go try to, you know, read the next yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, one of the books that really struck me was David Goggins' Can't Hurt Me. And if you haven't read the <laughs> book, I probably talk about it all the time, but fantastic <laughs> book. Um, the guy's a maniac. He's just lost his freaking mind. But I've used a lot of that um, in my life to motivate myself. And it's, mm. you know, he uses the, the concept of the cookie jar. And uh, the cookie jar is uh, every time that you achieve something, every time you hit a little milestone, every time you do something you maybe thought you couldn't do or, or you uh, achieve something that you had really been working towards, you put that in the cookie jar. And when shit hits the fan, when you're struggling, when you're, you know, a thousand, you know, yards into a sled pull and you're, you're thinking you're going to quit, you know, you're, you're 48 miles into a 50 mile race and you're thinking <laughs> you're going to quit. You, you dip into your cookie jar and you go, you know, I've done things harder than this. I've mm. overcome things more difficult yeah. than this. Yeah. And I think that's where motivation isn't bullshit because mm. there's times where you hit that mental point where your brain is telling you, quit. Yeah. You can't do it. I mean, we've both been through divorce. We've been through a lot in our lives. Yeah. And, you know, my brain has told me to quit and sit in a corner and feel bad for myself about a billion times. And yeah. We've all been there. And learning to take a little bit of those little victories, the big victories, whatever it is, and go, you know what? No, I've got more. And fighting that that war in your own brain saying, no, I, I know my brain's telling me I can't do another rep, that I can't run another mile, I can't pull that slide any further. Mm, yeah, your brain stops <laughs> you a, a lot sooner than your body will. Yeah. And I think being able to overcome that, that's internal motivation. I think that's a huge thing we were talking about is internal versus yeah. external motivation. Yeah, I think we both have different perspectives of how we see motivation or how we see motivational speakers or just that whole concept. Like you definitely, you've utilized it more in your life. Mm -hmm. And I've seen you utilize it with the things that you were talking about. Me, like I utilize it differently or I don't utilize it or yeah. like, you know, I don't seek it out. But like while we're saying like while we're saying motivation is bullshit, it's obviously like it's got some good to it, you know, and, and you have examples of that and stories of that and like talk about the race or tell us about that. So my favorite one is the sled pull. So oh, we this were, one's good. <laughs> so Kayla and I, uh, we had first joined, uh, our gym, Dungeon Strike RX, best gym in town. Shout out to uh, them. Look them up. Shout out for sure. Um, and we'd only been there for like what, uh, a month and a half. Yeah, because we joined in like September and yeah. this would have been around Halloween. Yeah, so yeah. there was a, a in-house lifting competition 
uh, on on or around Halloween. I think it, it was, was on Halloween. It was on Halloween. Yeah. And uh, on a whim, we kind of decided to to do it. And um, had a, it was a team competition. So Kayla and I and uh, our friends Ben and Matt joined us and. We had a great uh, team. We had an awesome team. It oh, was a lo- we had the lumberjack theme. We all dressed yep. up as lumberjacks, so <laughs> it was a blast. And uh, you know the the rolling rocks and rainiers were a plenty. Flowing. <laughs> uh, it's a blast. If you've never checked out Strongman, like it's so much fun. It is not what you think it's going to be. Um, but we also had two very different types of people on our team. Like Matt and I were taking it serious. We were like chugging our water, eating our protein, and then we have. Ben and John in the corner just like shotgunning rolling rocks and Rainiers like no joke and there's Matt with his like bowl of rice and his ground meat (laughs) it's so true Uh, which is ironic because I feel like if I did one now I would be more like you and Matt yeah so probably somewhere in between yeah you changed yeah Yeah. but But anyways we um we were actually doing decently well in the competition Mm and um we we get to the last event and we knew we couldn't win like it was just it was it was a statistical like it was impossible for us when the other team would have had to like die for us to win <laughs> um but we we knew we could take second and but in order to take second we had to win this event and so the event was a sled pull and it was kind of cool so I'll, I'll explain it real fast so um Basically, what it was is there was a 45-pound plate per male, and I think a 25-pound plate per, per female yeah. on a sled. If you've never seen a sled, it's just a metal sled. Yeah. And um, the way that it worked is you had that weight on there. So for us, it was three 45s and a 25. Yep. And Which the, was more than other teens because the teens were supposed to be two females, two males. Right. But that's right. We so, couldn't get another female. Right. So. All in all, I think we had, it was like over 200 pounds on the sled because the sled yep. weighs a bit. Well, the way it works, the first person to pull has to pull that sled with the other three team members on the sled. Yep. So poor Matt just couldn't get traction. So he pulls us like 10 feet. And then the next person to pull was Ben. So he had to pull the sled with Kayla and I still on it. Yep. And he got us, I think he got us like another 50 feet or yep. so. Yeah. And then we decided to kind of pull a little bit of a fast one that upset some other teams because uh, this was in the rules, but we decided to sort of sandbag. So Kayla pulled the sled plus me. Yeah. And you got us another 50 or so feet, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then it was up to me. And there had been one or two teams that went ahead of us. And I think they ended up getting pretty far. They got, they got pretty far. Feet. Yeah. And, um, so I came from a running background, so my cardio was fine. I'm yeah. like, as long as we're not doing heavy weight, like I'll pull mm-hmm. this thing all day. <laughs> Literally. So <laughs> I get on this thing and I start pulling and we're, it was 200 feet down and 200 feet back. back. And you just went as many times as you could. And there was no yep. time limit. And so I'm pulling a slide. It's like 200 ish pounds, which isn't very much. And I just kept going. Yeah. And going and going. And we knew you were going to do this. This was the plan was yeah. like, just pull it till you die. And John can go forever. Like, yeah. you won't stop. So we knew that was going to happen. What we didn't know was like how far he would actually go. It went on and on and on. <laughs> yeah. Kayla was like pouring 
so you had you had ten seconds to turn around at each end, and Kayla's pouring rolling rocks like in my mouth as I'm like turning. Well, this was like. 10, 15 minutes in, and he's still going, and we're like, well, he needs, like, some hydration, so, like, I started grabbing beers, and I, I'm not one to really always encourage that, but I was like, he's still going, let's give him some beers, so at the turnaround points, like, I'm, like, dumping Rolling Rock into his mouth, and he's turning around real quick, and he just keeps going, and then... It like there was a point where other team members were obviously getting frustrated. They're like, "Oh my god, this guy is not gonna stop!" And so they're ordering takeout from the restaurants next door. Like, no joke, people were getting like Chinese wings, barbecue wings from the places next door and coming over and just eating them. And he is still going. <laughs> so what happened through this is the first, I think, like hundred feet were actually kind of brutal. I was like, "Oh man, this thing's like, this isn't very fun." And then I went to this really dark place. And this used to happen to me with running too. It's a good place, but it's a dark place. You just kind of go to like this deep place in your mind. And maybe some of you have been there. And um, about halfway through, well, I didn't know it was halfway through, but at some point, I was thinking I was like 500 feet or I don't know how far I was in, but I went really dark. (laughs) And... um, David Goggins has this this saying. He goes, excuse my language, he goes, but he's like, you don't know me, motherfuckers. You don't know me. You don't fucking know me. And I'm just like screaming that. And we were pretty yeah. good at the gym. And it was kind of, you know, for me, it was a little bit of like both my own battling with myself, but also I was by far the smallest guy <laughs> in the room. I, I'm the smallest guy in most gyms. Um, I'm little bit bigger now but yeah. I'm 6'4 I'm a string bean and <laughs> I was like okay it's like this is my I'm time a, this is my time I, I'm I'm gonna show you guys yeah you you all can lift everything but I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this thing until I, I die yeah and he did you went to that dark place where you started shouting at it like you don't know me motherfuckers like and what's the other thing you always say there's something else and you actually said earlier you uh, don't know me and stay hard motherfuckers oh yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, that, so, that one, yeah, the, the Goggins quote started coming out. But, yeah. Um, it, it, it's interesting because I think there's a huge difference between relying on external motivation and going like, oh, well, David Goggins would want me to go further. He would tell me to stay hard. Mm. Goggins would do this. And utilizing that mm-hmm. to go into your own motivation and for me, where I went was my son and mm. my own divorce, honestly, yeah. was a lot of that was dipping into some of that anger and dipping into some of that motivation of like, no, I, I'm going to do this because if my son was here, he won't know his dad is a quitter. He he won't know that. Yeah. And, and you're not a quitter. No, yeah. I'm not. But I think that's a huge difference. And that's. I think, you know, we might as well call this thing internal versus external motivation (laughs) because I think external, like I said earlier, external motivation can be bullshit. If you're relying on somebody else, if you're, you know, if your friend was relying on you to drag her ass out of bed and take her to the gym and feed her her nutrition and just do it all, Mm -hmm. what have you Dang. What have you gained? Yeah. You, you, know, you haven't done it yourself, so what's your accomplishment? Like, right. Someone else is doing it for you. Which, not always a bad thing. No. Like, there are 
we have people, we have coaches, yeah. dietitians, you know, people that do programming, nutrition. Yeah. But like, yeah. again, that's you taking the initiative to hire yeah. those people and you're investing in yourself doing that. Right. But yeah, if you're relying on a friend to just like keep you accountable, keep you accountable, keep you accountable, then what have you gained? You haven't you haven't gained anything uh, as far as just like a personal accomplishment. It's right. all just like someone else. But I think it's it, you know, for, for you, it's like if if Dungeon, God forbid, ever closed down and Aaron wasn't coaching anymore. Shout out, Aaron. She's an awesome coach. <laughs> um, you you wouldn't stop. No. Like, you'd find a new gym and a new person to write your programming and your nutrition. Yeah. Like, that wouldn't stop you. So I think that's a huge difference there. And they're awesome motivators. They're awesome people. And we love that. And I oh, think yeah. it does help. But, again, it comes down to your why is not them. Your why yeah. is not me you know we were talking about earlier like god forbid we ever broke up like (laughs) would either of us stop doing living the lifestyle that we live and if the answer is yes i think we would have to reevaluate why we're doing it yeah like am i going to the gym just because of you Mm -hmm. you know are you going to are you eating well just because of me you know it's like that's that's insane. I think when you hear it out loud, it sounds crazy, but there are so many people who live that way. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're relying on that other person for the motivation. Right, right. You know, I mean, we have a trip coming up, and we're both motivated to do a little extra right now. Yeah, right? or eat a little less. <laughs> In my case, someone gets to eat a little extra. I have to eat a little less. But, right, right. Yes. But no, we do have that motivation, but it's also was like, been wanting to do it and i was like oh well this is a good reason to just like get started now yeah but it's not the only reason you know this just happens to fall within the timeline yeah Yeah. sometimes you need that that little something to like give you the kick and there's nothing wrong with that if you're listening to this and like this is like hitting home for you like don't feel like reading a book and using that to get you started or yeah you know reading some inspirational quotes or writing on your mirror i do that shit you know, I have quotes on my phone. I've got quotes all over the place. Don't feel like that's a bad thing, but don't let that be the only thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's my end. So I obviously like this stuff. You. Wait, we got to finish the story, though. Oh. Like, so in the end, John <laughs> didn't quit. I physically had to go and, like, stop him after a while. I, I went to his coach, Saul. I was like, Saul, like, should I stop him? Because he's not going to quit. Because, like... Everyone could tell John was in this, like, dark place. I didn't realize he had basically blacked out. Like, he didn't know what was going on. He didn't even realize he was saying all this shit. And, like, we're all just cheering him on, especially our team. We have Matt and Ben and me and Saul. Everyone's actually cheering him on because they were just, like, amazed. Like, how far did you go by the end of it? You went... It was over half a mile. That's all I remember. Yeah, it was almost a mile. Yeah. Yeah, you almost went a whole mile pulling 200-some pounds. Yeah. Nonstop. Like, right. you didn't stop. And I've, yeah, you, you did, I've, I had to stop you. I was like, okay, like, this is enough. Like, you're, you're done. No one's gonna beat this. Right. <laughs> you can stop now. You know, and like, Saul, your coach was there. He was just eating food. Some of the takeout someone brought him. He's like, yeah, let's just, let's just stop him. <laughs> like, yeah. people were napping in their cars because this was out in a parking lot. So people right. went and sat in their cars to watch this and where some people took a nap. <laughs> they might have had a little too much whiskey, but right. anyways. But I think that's, you know, I mean, 
you know, it's not sitting here like bragging about, oh, how cool am I that I pulled no, no sled. But not all motivation is bullshit. Like right. you utilize it. It's great. Like, but you don't let it stop there. You actually utilize it. You put it to work. You do the things. You do the challenges. You dip into those cookie jars. Yeah. Which it is. It's helpful in that way if you actually utilize it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, for me, that works. Yeah. You know, for me, that's where I have to go. That's where, you know, on those days that are hard and those, you know, you know, 2000 feet later and you're like questioning your own sanity, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. For me, there, there are those things that I'll dip into that motivation. You know, one of my favorite things that I get to do in, in my career is I'm the team doctor for the University of Washington boxing team. And one of our chances, uh, you know, the coaches yell, are you motivated? And, you know, the whole team goes, motivated, 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 sir. And there's a, a really special meaning behind that chant that I won't share because I, I think that's for our coach to share. Uh, it's, it's from him. Yeah. And uh, his his uh, his uh, his brother. And it's a very emotional thing. But um, we use that because it, it, it does remind us of the motivation. It's not the motivation it's a reminder of the motivation yeah of what each person's probably motivate using to motivate themselves right. yeah if you're you know in in boxing if you know you're gonna step in the ring with someone who's trying to punch your head off if you're relying <laughs> on external motivation to get you through you're going to get hurt and it's not <laughs> going to end well yeah and you, know, you watch these these student athletes you know boxing and you know fight their hearts out they're definitely not relying on that. Yeah. So that, that motivation is is internal, and and they they have their their whys and their dark places that they get to go to. Yeah. And and deal with those things, and so, you know, I think that's it's it's a fascinating thing to to look at. Um, so that's me. Now you were actually a motivational speaker. For a number yeah. of years. And I, yet, you literally just told me right before this, like, I fucking hate motivation. I really fucking do. So yeah. tell us your <laughs> end. You heard my end. So what's your end? Okay, yes, I was technically a motivational speaker. Um, you know, but I spoke to high school kids. And I did for like seven years. And I talked specifically on like goals and goal setting and, you know, setting themselves up for success. That was kind of like my tagline because... To me, it all comes down to yourself. Like, you have to set yourself up for success. Um, And I actually have to talk to my team with work about all this on um, next week. You know, just what's your motivation? What are your habits? And things like that. But I... I don't read the motivational books. I don't use the motivational quotes. Like, John names all these books and has all these great analogies. I don't, I don't know all of them. I didn't even really know. I knew about David Goggins, but I didn't really know about him until like being with John and he seems cool, but I, I hate it. I was always the kind that like refused to go to any sort of just like those women's seminars or, you know, sometimes there's like the women's Bible studies and things like that. And I, I just hate it because it's all these like hype, hype, hype. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. And I'm a do, 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 do. Like, no, let's get shit done. <laughs> like, just go do it. Like, stop talking about it. Let's just do it. And we'll figure it out along the way. That's literally how I work. Like, You're a wrecking ball. 
Yeah, I just <laughs> I'll figure it out along the way and adjust. Um, I don't want to sit around and talk about things. I don't want to sit around and like have someone motivate me. And um, you know, we talk a lot about the gym, and I think something that just happened recently was like we were doing this like tire flip. We we're with a, a group or a class. Everyone's out there flipping this like. 400, 500 pound tire. It's 550 pounds. Don't let her oh, steer you wrong. Yeah. Um, and it was, the guys were flipping it and I was like, oh, let me try it. Well, I couldn't get it, you know, and I did it multiple times. Everyone's trying to cheer me on and cheer me on. I just couldn't get it. And so everyone goes back inside and, you know, Aaron was kind of coaching me on a few things. I was like, I want to try it again. And Aaron's like, okay, let's just go out there and do it. So I just go out there with Aaron and I do it like easy. You know, and I just, I'm not the kind that's like, don't, I don't want to be cheered on. <laughs> like, let me focus on me and do me. Like, I don't need your motivation. <laughs> it almost like deters me. Like, like it just, I don't know what it is. Cause. So let me ask this, where did, where, like when you got that, cause I remember that day vividly. Cause you came in and you were like beaming. You're like, fuck yeah. I just yeah. Got thing. Where do you go in your head in that moment? I really just. I mean, I'm, I'm extremely competitive, so I think I just kind of go in place like, I want to do this. Like, I can just push myself because, like, that is a win for me is when I set my mind to something, I actually do it. And I want to be, you know, I want to prove that I'm bigger, stronger, better, whatever. <laughs> you know, so it, it's a little bit cocky, like, but the competition gets me there, gets me going. That kind of is my motivation. But it's also more of, like, I just want to do it for me. Like, you know, I, I think the other night, like, someone had posted that she had this PR. And I was like, I want to see if I can do it. I couldn't do it. I failed it, like, six times. <laughs> but that's, you know, that gets me going. And then I now I know I have this threshold of, like, you know what? I want to do this for me. Like, I want to know I can do this 200-pound front squat, you know? Um... And knowing that, like, when I make accomplishments, those are kind of my motivation, which I didn't think about it as far as the cookie jar goes, but I really do that. I look back and I'm like, you know what? I've done harder, so I know I can do this. Um, kind of with, like, the tire flip. Like, oh, I've done harder. I've gotten close. I know I can do this. And so I just I push and get it over. Um, but, yeah, more just, like, the doer. You know, people will talk, 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 and I'm like, okay, I want to see you do it, like, just go do it. You you learn from failure, honestly. Totally. <laughs> um, and a lot of it might go back to my background, you know, just being homeschooled by people that don't really homeschool or not a lot of structure. And I didn't want to be stupid. <laughs> like, I was like, I want to be smart. I want to go places. I want to do things. So I pushed myself. I taught myself, you know, and I got myself to college when no one else in my family has or will, you know. I don't know. So it's just those things. It's like I have these things I want to do for myself and I will like push myself till I do it and die. So I find it like really interesting because you, you do, you hate, I mean, like I, I've seen it where, you know, like the, the louder I yell at you, like the worse you do. Yeah. But I, I know it's not yeah. personal. No. But it, it's so fascinating to me because you're you're such a hype machine like you are the first one to cheer everybody else on yeah and like you're you've won do this podcast and like inspire motivate call it whatever you want other people and like that's so your nature so i find it really interesting that like you hate that so much when mm -hmm. it's like one of your gifts in my opinion mm -hmm. have you thought about that i actually haven't <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> 
I mean, I like to see people succeed. Like, I love seeing people succeed. And I think that's why I loved my work before working with teenagers and just pushing them to succeed. And it's not anything that I did. It's more of like, I I love to see people succeed and achieve their goals. So it's like, hey, if, if like I can give you a shove, if I can give you a push, anything so that you feel that accomplishment, so that you feel that bit more like confident in yourself and what you can do for yourself. That's what I love to see because it's not, I don't care if like they hear me or not cheering them on. It's more just like, I love to see people succeed because I know how it feels when I succeed. Like I'm that much more confident in myself and what I can do. So that's, what I want people to feel, you know, again, it goes back to that internal motivation. Like to me, externals, nothing. It doesn't get me anywhere. It doesn't do anything for me. I know how powerful that internal motivation can be. And that's what I want to see in other people. Cause like, I feel that I've made all these things happen or I, you know, I set these goals for myself and I want to do them and I do do them and I get there and you feel that much more accomplished and that much better. Um, and I want to see other people feel that way, you know? So yeah, I will cheer them on because I'm like, you can do it. Like, believe in yourself, like do it, like set yourself up for success, learn to do it for yourself. That's when you have a victory. That's when you have a win. That's when you're going to go on and do bigger, better things. Yeah. I think, you know, you, you do a great job of that. I mean, you're so internally motivated, you know, at everything you do and I'm impressed by it constantly, (laughs) honestly. Um, but you know, you touched on, you know, like the the conferences and things like that like the hype yeah. behind things and <laughs> i you know i we were talking about this earlier personally i don't see anything inherently wrong with those yeah no there's nothing wrong with them yeah it's just not for you i yeah for me it's more of like you know what i can't get those two hours back i could i could, I could literally just be out doing it practicing mm-hmm. it failing at it you know than sitting and listening. I have a hard time listening to instruction anyways, you know. I'm like, okay, give me, like, the quick synopsis and then let me just keep trying. (laughs) I think there's, like, such a balance to be had there. Yes, there is. I mean, you know, I think when you look at those conferences that are, like, the women's conferences or, you know, I go to, you know, things from my organization Mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe not quite as hypey, but, you know, you look at, like, uh, Grant Cardone and Tony Robbins and these motivational guys... And they do help people. They yeah. help a lot of people. And I think, you know, some people just need that solid kick in the ass to get going. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's hearing it the right way from the right person in the right setting at the right time. There's nothing wrong with that. No. And I, I like I said, I sometimes feed off that because sometimes I know I need that. Yeah. And maybe that's why, you know, we work well. Is sometimes <laughs> you like to give me that solid kick in the ass. But... <sighs> You know, it, it, for you, that's just not your jam. Your motivation is so internal. And I think that's where we're all trying to get to, in a sense, is trying to get to the point that, like, you, you don't have to listen to Tony Robbins every day or Grant Cardone or, yeah. you know, it's like having the discipline to get there and find, like, yeah, okay, I, I, I can learn something new every day. But yeah. I don't need those things to get me going. I yeah. don't need to listen to a motivational speaker on every drive to work to get my day going. I might enjoy it sometimes, or I might, you know, I, you know, I think I need to learn something today. Absolutely. But I, you know, I, I always call it church camp syndrome. You know, you go to 
church camp. We're both yeah. Christian. And, yeah. You know, we went to church camp. Oh, yeah. and you leave and you're just like on fire for God. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, gosh, this is so great. And within like a month, you're right back. Yeah. You've oh, yeah. You've forgotten all that stuff. You know, you maybe had your camp girlfriend or boyfriend and you broke up by now because you haven't seen each other in a month because <laughs> you live in different states, you know. And uh, and you, you've lost all of all of the motivation that you yeah. had because someone's not there with you and singing and you're you're not yeah. feeling that energy you're not going to chapel morning and night and afternoon and right. you know having these campfire right. worship sessions right. to keep you going like yeah. they're great the refreshers don't depend on them <laughs> right well I yeah. think, and i think that's where again the motivation is bullshit is yeah where if you are relying on the fire you have at church camp to get you through the year you know, if it's like right. okay, every yep. July, you've mm-hmm. got church camp. And you're like, man, I'm going to see my friends. I'm so pumped up about this. And you think that's going to carry you to the next July? You're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> like, I- I'm sorry, but you are. If only like, they would say that at church camp. No, I wish they <laughs> just would. like that. <laughs> Gosh, I'd be a great pastor. I would be fired so fast. Only because I have a potty mouth. Um, <laughs> so... Um, okay, how does this apply to relationships? just going to say Okay. <laughs> Well, how you, does it apply? Well, you had said a few things earlier that were really good. How does it apply to, like, our past and, yeah, being divorced? I think we had different divorces. I initiated mm-hmm. mine. You didn't. And I know you struggled at first with, like, letting that go or, you know. Yeah. Because you're I, not a quitter. <laughs> yeah. Um, I definitely had trouble letting go. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like failure. I don't, f- like, feeling like a failure. Yeah. And, um, I took a really, I took the route, I probably took it to the extreme. My therapist tells me I'm an all or nothing person and she's absolutely right. Um, I don't do anything half-assed. If I'm going to do it, I'm all in. Yeah. Um, except hence skiing. Thing. slide pole. Yeah, hence the slide pole. <laughs> but for me, it was, I took the route of this is all my fault. Mm. I'm terrible. I suck. I need to fix myself. And okay. this is all me. Oh. And, okay, like half good, half not, right? Yeah. <laughs> because it wasn't all my fault. Like, and, and my ex and I have even discussed that. And at no time in this podcast do I intend to ever disparage her or trash her. She, you know, she has her things and we've talked about those. This isn't a place for that. Um, but I think it was good for me to look at myself. Yeah. And say, okay, maybe I shouldn't have like beat the living shit out of myself for it. Hmm. But at the time, that's what I did. But looking at myself and going, okay, well, I can't change her. I can't change the situation. How am I going to get through this? And one of the things that happened was I found a lot of faith. Hmm. And, mm-hmm. But it did take, for me, it took a little bit of motivation. It took a lot of devotion. I was doing like five or six devotions a day um and like saving quotes and like saving verses and like just i mean i went all in on it and that was what got me going yeah but i very quickly realized i've got to do more i've got to make this a personal thing it's got to be because i want it it's got to be because i have the discipline to uh try to live my faith um even though i have a potty mouth but that's 
Okay. It's you know, another topic. It's a different, it's a definitely a different topic, but you know, I, I did have to jump into that, yeah. but I realized so fast that like that motivation is going to be bullshit eventually. Like I can only just like read, 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 you know, like I was saying earlier, you know, I can only read these devotions so much before I've yeah. got to go live it. I've got to make it for, for me and, and find that in my heart and have that conversation with God of, okay, God, I, I hear what you're saying and I've, I've got to go, I've got to be, I've got to live, I've got to be the man you want me to be. I say it to my son all the time. That's my prayer for him every day is be, you know, God, let Maverick be the man you want him to be. Yeah. I say it, pray it for him every day out loud and just myself. And I pray for myself too. God, let me be the man you want me to be. And, and I try to live that. I'm far from perfect at it. So do you feel like with your divorce and looking back, was your ex your motivation to do things instead of doing it for yourself for the right reasons? And you lost that factor or that motivation mm-hmm. and then you had to like refine it. But yes and no. Um she was my motivation for some things. Mm-hmm. Um, and our relationship was pretty unhealthy and I was really unhealthy in it. So my the things that I were doing were motivated by the wrong things. Yeah. Okay. And I had to find that internal motivation and find my priorities, really. Or priority. Right. Thank you. I was <laughs> hoping you were going to catch that. What's my priority? What's number one? And what's beyond that? Yeah. Um, and that was that was difficult in finding the motivation to change who I was because I will I will be straight up and Sarah therapist if you're listening Sarah Fail shout out again um, if like I was an asshole like in a lot of areas of my life I was an absolute asshole. I'm not saying I was a bad person. I'm not going to beat the crowd on myself, yeah. but in a lot of ways, I was. Yeah. And I didn't treat my wife super well. I didn't treat other people in my life very well. I just wasn't being a super good person. I wasn't treating myself very well. And so finding the motivation to change that was, I think, huge. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was internal motivation of, I want to be a better person. It's that identity change, right? Yeah. I've got to change who I am to a degree or, you know, at least the, you know, the character that I'm portraying right now. And I don't mean like characters in a, a character in a movie, just my character. I had to, I had to fix some things yeah. and I had to find that motivation. Cause yeah, there weren't enough motivational quotes in the world to actually change me. I had to go yeah. through that. Or change. Yeah. And change your relationship. I think this can apply to just relationships in general. Like, you can't keep a relationship going just by like being motivated to keep it together. Like there's got to be not just personal identity changes, but also like relationship identity changes. Um, and lots of people like find themselves in relationships where they're so codependent on each other to keep, you know, them going, or they put that pressure on their spouse or their partner. Like you're my motivation. Like, help me keep going or I'm going to just do this for you. I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for you. And that's not going to last. No, that's going to bring you both down. That's going to bring everyone down. Like it's going to bring the other person down because it's putting them on a pedal stool. Um, it's going to, you're going to be disappointed because they can't live up to it. 
Totally. Yeah, they're not your motivation. Like other people are never going to be our motivation, like a, a sustainable one. Yeah. And it's only going to self-destruct the relationship, the person's everyone. So it's like, you know, in those, even with relationships, like you got to find that healthy motivation, that internal motivation, you know, why do you want to make this work? You know, what, you know, what is keeping you going? Not just this person. Yeah. What about in your relationship? What did you, how, how did you apply this to that? Um, I mean, in my past relationship, I think it was a lot of depending on each other or me put that pressure put on me of like, Hey, I'm depending on you to like, keep me going. Um, and not to like talk bad, but it did self-destruct because I couldn't live up to that because I'm not perfect in any way. And it, I didn't like being on a pedestal. I'm a, no, do it for yourself. Like I can't be that motivation to be a better person, to go to the gym, have a healthier lifestyle, to have a good job, you know, be happy, be successful. Um, so like I lived it out in the other way and it, it's just as painful and just as like difficult. And I think that's why I am so motivated to see people succeed for themselves because I know like it's not going to last when you're doing it for another person or for any other reasons but yourself and you're only going to bring those people down or hurt people and you're not going to succeed yourself. Um, you know, so I saw that play out like, you know, again, we didn't have a healthy relationship either and we had a much longer one and it dragged out probably further than it should have, but that's, you know, a different topic. But I, you know, I saw it from the other end of just like feeling that pressure to constantly like be there for someone or, or to be motivating that person and to also just see like, hey, like this isn't going to last. Like I want you to do this for you. I want you to like be, do the things you want to do for your motivation and see you succeed yourself. You know, so I think that's why I'm such a like anti-motivation person because like I can see like it doesn't last. It's not sustainable in a relationship or individually. But So I know you, you had mentioned like, you know, some of your own motivation things came from childhood and being homeschooled. But do you think that your experience in your relationship and kind of being held as the motivational piece. Um, do you think that has affected you? And obviously it has, but do you think yeah. that's really like almost like skewed your view of motivation? Um, I don't know about that. I mean, it could have. Yeah. It's definitely highlighted more of like why I think the way I do mm -hmm. um, about it. And yeah, I think maybe I had skewed of like, hey, it doesn't work that way. Like you just got to do it and do it for yourself. Oh. Um, and why I can just be super harsh about it sometimes, you know, or just be like, you know what? Like, don't come to me. Don't ask me, like, just go do it. <laughs> and, you know, I do handle people that way sometimes. And it's not always the gracious or most patient way. Like I can be very short when it comes to patience and people needing that. Because like you said, People do need that sometimes. And, you know, I got so exhausted by it. I just, you know, I just, I'm like, you know what? Just do it. <laughs> like, just don't come to me anymore. Just go fucking do it for yourself. <laughs> and like, I'm sure you've even seen that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it can, if you're 
not careful or self-aware enough to like see that like okay you can't go from one extreme to the other like you you know you're a extreme person mm-hmm. i am a little bit too but in certain ways yeah yeah i think you know you you it sounds to me like you've been exhausted by somebody relying on you to be their motivation so maybe some of your patience for that with other people has just kind of hit zero yeah and I think that is also unhealthy because when it comes to relationships there's going to be seasons you know and there's going to be times where like yes you you need to motivate your partner like you got to be there for them because maybe they are going through something you know there's going to be ups and downs in your relationships so you have to buck up and sometimes be that motivation and not bring the person down because they are motivated themselves and that was kind of a breaking point in my past marriage was I went through a dark spell and I went through grief and I was exhausted from being that, you know, motivating factor and all of a sudden I needed it and it wasn't there, you know, and that was kind of a, a big breaking point or realization point. Um, but yeah, you, you can't, you know, I kind of learned like, okay, I can't like, you know, think negatively about a person because they can't find the motivation themselves, um, especially in relationships. I think that's why, like, sometimes we, why we have partners to be there for us when we are down and lift us up and not tear us down more and be like, well, figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But lots of, yeah, lessons learned when you have been married and married for six years, three years, whatever it is, you learn a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of funny, you know, as you, know, as you were talking there, it, you know, it kind of just dawned on me that, you know, we're calling this motivation is bullshit, but we're also saying like, we need motivation. Mm, yeah. You know, and, and I, th- I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I still think motivation by itself is bullshit. Yeah. You know, if that's again, all that you have. Yeah. You know, if you're living off of quotes and someone else's thought process and you're not doing it for you, if you're not making that identity change. Yeah. Your, your motivation it is going to be bullshit. bullshit. Yeah. If you need somebody there screaming at you in the gym, I mean, hey, I love that. You know, I love when people are, you know, I'm pulling, you know, PR on something and, you know, you got, you know, the pros around you yelling at you. Come yeah. Come on, man, yeah. get it. You know, absolutely. Like, I love that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets me going. But, um, you know, there's... You don't need that to every time to pull right. a PR. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we're in the gym alone half the time. And, yeah. You know, um, so, you know, I think kind of the, the closing thought there is motivation is bullshit it, is bullshit but internal motivation is what we're looking for and you know yeah there's sometimes you need maybe a little extra kick in the ass or a little quote or you know a text from a friend or whatever it might be and nothing wrong with that i mean hey go text your friend if you're if someone popped in your head when i said that go text them right now call them and motivate them but at the same time empower them to find that change that they're looking for that identity change that they need their why yeah empower them to find their why why they want to do these things you know what how are they going to set themselves up for success you know why what's the change there so i think people are afraid to find that sometimes all right everybody that is it for motivation is bullshit 
Uh, thank you for listening. Take a look at our bonus content we will be releasing uh, very shortly here, Sips and Situations. Yeah, where we talk about someone that I know, a guy that would ask me on a couple dates, but his desperate dating stories and how it just you know relates to men and women in the dating world and how it can just be all a bunch of bullshit as well. <laughs> so <laughs> tune in for that. It's going to be entertaining and I'm sure some laughs and we might feel a little sorry for him. We'll see what happens. All right, everybody. Thanks for being our wrecking crew. We'll see you next week.